Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and you're, and I am joined by my guy Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here after a 108-95 loss to the injured as hell Indiana Pacers. What a terrible sports day, Goose. <laughs> How you holding up? Um, by the hair on my chinny chin chin. That's about it, man. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat, which also happens to be hanging off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to jump into some of this game with you uh, here. But <laughs> first, if you're listening to this, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, me at Buzz on Tap, my dude Goose at Bull Scripted. And we're going to get into this game. We're going to break it down a little bit. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Bulls go down 108-95 to the Indiana Pacers, who are without Sabonis, Turner, and Oladipo tonight. Um, afternoon game started at 4 o'clock, and it just seems like the Bulls never got into a good flow. I mean, from from the tip to the end of the game, they only won one quarter, which was the third, where they outscored Indiana by one point. Other than that, there was no, no goodness. Uh, Let's just get into the first quarter real quick. How do you feel about Lowry getting subbed in and out twice within the first quarter? <sighs> Jim's rotations just have me wanting to chuck my cell phone, punch my computer screen since I can't watch my TV since Dish is a bitch. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than that, it was it was a great time tonight. I don't understand what he is doing I understand, like, the staggering in the minutes and stuff like that but to, for, with him and Zach, but I don't understand why the hell, when you have Lowry Markinen in the game and he is being guarded in that first quarter by Justin Holiday. You heard me right. Justin Holiday. And we're not going to try to exploit that matchup. I have no idea what Jim's thinking. I have no idea what he is seeing that I am not seeing. And there's a reason. I like to say this all the time. There's there's a reason I am not a head coach. I do not work in an NBA front office. But I am confident that I'd be able to coach a little bit better than what I witnessed tonight. I mean, shit. I think a preschool coach with kids who can't even dribble could construct a better game plan. This, this is a hard loss to take because they were handicapped – to the T, should have won the rebounding battle, should not have had this kind of dysfunction. You had Chandler Hutchison available, and instead of playing him at all, let's just play Archie Diakno another 15 minutes. And that's the crazy part. That's one of the crazy parts about this game. T.J. Warren was eating Archie Diakno up when Archie was guarding him. There's a size why, difference why, there. Why is that a surprise? And there's no surprise. Why, why the fuck isn't Hutchinson in? Why? I don't know. Because you like Archie Diakonos' hair and his hustle. Uh, let's play him 17. He's a good-looking guy. Okay? I'll give him that. 
Archidiakono's a better looking dude than I am. Maybe not you. You're a pretty good looking guy. But I, what the fuck, man? Like, for real? Like, really? You're just going to keep letting that happen? Where TJ Warren runs a train on your ass and drops 26 points in 38 minutes and you have no answer even though, uh, hi, the answer's on your bench and he's active tonight. Yeah, well, we, we literally wasted a 20 and 10, 9 of 10 shooting game from Wendell Carter Jr. Oh, God. Man missed one fucking shot and we lost by double digits. 20 and 10. From your 20-year-old rookie center, and you lose the game by double digits. I, I feel, I feel let down. I feel hurt that this is how everything went down tonight. It was not supposed to go this way. Coming off this terrible Bears loss, then moving into the Bulls. And then them, like, kind of having that optimism, right? Because, you know, like I said, Miles Turner's not playing. Sabonis isn't playing. Victor Aldipo's not playing. You're just kind of like, okay, okay. You know what? Maybe the Bulls can strike here. Obviously, don't take them lightly. Obviously, don't do that. But, but, they're hurt. They're wounded. Let's pounce. Let's jump. And no one besides Wendell Carter Jr. seemed like they wanted to pounce and or jump here tonight. No, there was blood in the water going into this game, and instead of swarming, we literally just fish-pulled and got eaten alive by the other sharks in the water. This this game is, I, I don't even know how to take this. I just, I'm at the point where Jimmy either has to be gone by game 10, or we might as well just start counting the tank clock again. And I don't want to do that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go through this season with it because of, like, how much optimism I had coming into the season. You know, I just don't want to go back to that. Like, yeah, did we make jokes and laugh about it the last two years that you and I have known each other? Yes. We laughed. We had fun. You know? But, like, dude, (laughs) like, you got the talent right here. You're not going to tell me that you don't have the talent. If we're this poorly coached, what what game was it? Was it when we came home from New York and you said that 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 Pax needs to be sitting in Boylan's office when he gets back? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a New York game against Detroit. But clearly, Pax didn't make his messages clear enough because we're still running three guards with Cornette at the same fucking time. This should never happen, one or the other, and. The other shouldn't happen either. You have Chandler Hutchison available. What are you doing? Archie Diakino does not deserve 17 minutes in an NBA 9-10 to man rotation. You're cutting Kobe White out. You're cutting Sadoransky out. And you're playing this G League level player extended minutes. The amount of plays that Archie gave up tonight on the defensive end is sickening. Sickening. I agree. This shit has to stop. I mean, and he got into foul trouble right away, too, because they had him on a, a, a bigger offensive player. So he couldn't even really showcase his grit, even though Stacey King that had said, if, oh, I had to go into alley, I'd take Ryan Archidiakono with me. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, yeah, well, no, I ain't taking Archie into an alley with me. That's that's one of the last people I'd pick off the Bulls roster. And in 17 minutes, he fouled out of the game. And they weren't good fouls. They were shit fouls. And I just, I literally do not understand it at this point. Boylan's determination to play Cornette and Archie extended minutes, even with a full, healthy roster, is it's blasphemy. Well, th- What's blasphemy is, and I'm going to keep beating this, I don't care if it's beating a dead horse, but, like, dude, honestly, you look at the size that Chandler Hutchinson possesses and you look at the size T.J. Warren possesses, right? Otto Porter Jr. obviously wasn't giving you anything offensively tonight. Went 1 for 10 from the field, one, and the only field goal that he made was a 3-point field goal. He had 4 points tonight. He's playing like shit. So then you lose size there, right? Because he's not giving you anything. He's not doing anything for you. So you put Archie in to back up Otto Porter Jr. essentially to you pick know, up that Because ma- a 6-2 guard is your best option on the wing as a backup. Right. Instead of bringing in the athletic, decent perimeter defender returning Chandler Hutchinson. And I'm not saying that Chandler Hutchinson was going to lead us to the fucking promised land tonight. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about matchups. And that would have been a good matchup to maybe slow T.J. Warren down. And I know you agree with that, but I, I just don't see where what Jim is doing with this. I mean, for God's sakes, Goose, like, I went on Twitter today, dude, during the game, and people are like, put Thad Young back in. We need scoring. When I saw that, I almost fucking dra- – dude, I almost fucking filled up the bathtub. I almost threw a toaster in there with me in it. Thad Young's a good player, but if I'm counting on Thad Young to get me some buckets, it's going to be a goddamn long season. See, well, I like to start my bath with the toaster already in there <laughs> before I hop in. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, I'd suggest Jim does the same. Oh, but I, I, I literally don't know how to take this. The East is so shit right now. The Nets are struggling. We just beat Detroit, who's in the same boat as us, though they have injuries. We were supposed to take this game tonight. Like... We, we went into the game a plus two by the betting odds. And honestly, I was comfortable in that line. I'm like, what the hell? We're, we're going against TJ fucking Leaf. TJ Leaf. TJ Warren. TJ McConnell. <laughs> just, we're, we're just playing the TJs. In, instead of showing up and playing the game that we needed to, we just got bent over a table by an inferior team. Due to our inferior coaching. And I don't know. It, it might even be too late. Like what is the point of switching a coach at this point? You might as well just quit. <laughs> Tank it up again. Hope for some lottery luck. Because it, the, the coaches that are available. You got Dave Yeager. Or you fire Jim. And you promote Fleming. That's literally your two best options right now. And though I think both are better options than what we're dealing with, I I just don't even know what to think right now. There, there, There's not really a lot to break down, brother. And the reason I say that there's not a lot to break down is because the Bulls just came out and played like shit. I mean, that's all it comes down to. Zach is chucking in the first quarter. I mean, Jim Boylan, that's another thing we should talk about right now. Jim Boylan sent Zach Levine a message tonight. And I know you know what I'm talking about. He benched him for... a. 30 seconds to 45 seconds logged in as a minute for Shaq Harrison. 
after Zach didn't hustle on the defensive end there in the first quarter. I mean, no one seems to be buying into the, his system, whatever his system actually may be. be I mean, you know, you're looking at it logically here, the undersized Indiana Pacers tonight really can't hang with Wendell, clearly, after he went 9 for 10 from the fucking field, drew up no plays for Lowry to try to get him in the post, had him sitting behind the three-point line like a spot-up shooter again. Four of his nine shots, Goose, were from behind the three-point line. I mean, I don't think these guys know what the fuck they're actually doing on offense, and I don't think it has anything to do, do with an actual basketball IQ thing with the players. I 100% thinking... It's Jim. No, there, there is no way at this point that there is any blame to place anywhere else but Jim. Thomas Sadaransky had, Tomas, excuse me, had nine assists tonight. And we've been harping on Sato for his lack of production, but he's playing his role. And Jim is literally just, he's putting this team in a position to fail consistently. You play this three-guard rotation with no reason behind it. Like, when Hutch was out, it was like, all right, cool. This is what we got to do until he gets healthy. We don't have a three behind OPJ. And the previous game, OPJ showed up. Tonight, he let us down. And I just... I don't even know what to take of this. Like, the talent on this team is way too high to be performing at this level. It's embarrassing. It just, I don't feel like they know where to be on the offensive end. I mean, if, if you look at it, bro, so hypothetically say, okay, so I took some notes down here. So here, first quarter, Tomas Sadoransky brings the ball up the floor, kicks it to Zach Levine. Zach Levine runs a little two-man game with Wendell Carter Jr. He scores the first bucket of the game, right, with his little two-man game, Okay. And it was a little floater in the lane that Wendell got into the paint, threw the ball up, it scored. All right, so now we come up the court. We swing the ball from perimeter, from end, to, from corner to corner. I'm sorry. Lowry gets a three-point shot. No one tries to get in the paint. At the time that play took place, uh, Sampson was on Lowry. Lowry didn't even try to back him down. Nothing. Nothing. That that this is the the offensive flow for the whole game is. Whoever's bringing the ball up the court has to yell at one of the bigs to come and set them a screen. One of them come and set a screen. They try to play a two-man game. The defense knows it. They start crashing towards towards the paint right away to stop either Wendell or Lowry or Thad, whoever's getting in there, to get a bucket, and then they kick it to the perimeter. But at that time, the defense is already recovering because they know what the Bulls are going to do. They're predictable. They're running. It's the same shit every time they come up and down the court. Now, on the defensive end of the they're blitzing on the pick and roll and like leaving fucking TJ Leaf open for 20 seconds so he could shoot the fucking ball. Like, what am I doing? What am I watching? The switches the Bulls are doing is what's actually really killing them. So when they're switching on a pick and roll, if you've noticed, they'll attack the shooter right away. No one ever dives back in with the big rolling towards the rim. In our case tonight, we really didn't get a big rolling towards the rim unless it was Goga. And by the time Goga got to the goddamn rim, you had to have either Wendell or whoever was covering him, Thad or Cornette, 
try to rush back there to stop him from getting an easy layup in the paint. I mean, that is what the issue is. Offensively and defensively, I'm sorry if I got too technical there. I apologize for that because I don't like to get too technical on shit, but that, that this is the issue. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Their defense sucks. Their offense sucks. There's too much athleticism. There's too much talent for it to be that way. I don't know if you have anything to add to what I just kind of threw out there. I know, I, like I said, I know I got a lot of technical about it, but that, that's how I feel. I'm, I've been writing notes during these games, and we keep doing these stupid shit that is really affecting us on both ends of the court, which means we're not going to beat anybody. So, you know, and I understand rushing the ball handler from a strategic standpoint means you're trying to force a quick shot, which in turn should relate in more field goals for your team. Obviously, that's only effective if you're actually making your shots. But when you're forcing teams into wide open threes, you're not you're not helping yourself. It's like so, KYP, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Stacey always used to say that. Know your personnel. Like, dude, don't blitz. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't fucking blitz Jeremy Lamb when he's having a poor shooting game and then leave fucking, you know, TJ Warren open or TJ Leaf open to hit a three on your face. I mean, it's just fucking, it's, it's, it's insane to me. I know they only made eight three-pointers but out of 26, but that's what they keep doing. A lot of, they had a lot of middies because of it as well. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. No, I I really don't know because we're playing Lowry, Wendell, and Thad all under 30 minutes just so we can give Cornette 10 minutes a fucking game so he can bend us over a table. Like, where, where does this make sense? Do you not see what happens the second you put Cornette into the game? I don't give a shit about his spacing. If you can't defend and you can't rebound... You're just giving those points back. Cornette can make five three-pointers in a fucking game, and it wouldn't matter because of his impact on the boards on the defensive end. It literally does not matter what you do with Cornette. He is giving the points back. He 100% doesn't have a knack for the ball to get a rebound. Defensively, he uses his body to contest shots instead of his I know this is going to sound stupid like weird but he uses his body instead of his length. You know what I'm saying? Like go instead of going straight up so he always gets these stupid little ticky-tack fouls that put the shooters to the line. They know they can attack him cuz 9 times out of 10 he's going to foul, foul them. And that is the issue with Cornette right now. I like the fact that he's a big that can stretch the floor. I do not like the fact that the 10 minutes you give him are with three fucking guards on the floor. Because that adds no rim protection in the paint. Thad is an undersized four. That's what he is. He's not a guy, he's not a world beater on defense in the fucking paint. That is a huge problem when you run that three-guard set because it makes Cornette look like a shitty fucking basketball player. More shitty than he's actually been playing. And it's annoying. And if Jim can't figure this out, and he hasn't figured this out yet, we're in for a long goddamn season, and I'll tell you what, Tuesday night is going to be a goddamn nightmare at the United Center. Oh, no, it's going to be a massacre. Like, this this was the game that we were supposed to take to keep us, you know, head above water heading into the next game, and that's not the way it's going. We're going to walk into the next game feeling like shit, 
because we can't even do anything against teams that are handicapped beyond belief. Like, I just, I don't get what our coach is doing. I don't think his message is getting through. And this is, this is coming from somebody who sat there at the practice that we went to and, and felt a family environment. We felt like everybody was buying in. But nobody is buying into this bullshit right now. Not a single soul. Do you think that, like, let's talk about that. Do you think that was all an act? Or, or were they really legitimately in the moment when they're playing their scrimmages against each other? Like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hype, hyping themselves up to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I, I mean, how couldn't you? You have Thaddeus Young, who is a pro's pro, who is ultimately coming in to place, ro- replace Rolo. You have him coming in to solidify your front court depth. And he's doing his job. But yet you insist on finding minutes for Cornette. I don't get it. Like, I I get the spacing. But you bring the right players in. Sadoransky, Thad, this is... These are the pieces we needed. This roster is not poorly constructed. The way it's being utilized is a goddamn shame. It sucks. It hurts. You see the players that could get put on the floor and you just, what the fuck is going on here? You know, and that's something that I was trying to like find a, not a find a reason to blame Zach about, but bitch about Zach about, but after watching this game, actually taking legitimate notes during it and being like a super nerd about it, he's just trying to fucking make something happen and spark the offense. These long threes that aren't great shots, getting into the paint, losing the ball. I mean, he went 8 for 20 for 21 points tonight, but like literally he was just trying to make something happen because there's no offensive plays drawn up whatsoever to get him going or his teammates going. It's literally pick and roll. It's a two-man game. The other three people on the court are pretty much after in the A. And well, uh, no, this is the second game in a row that he's gone eight for twenty. Granted, the last game we won, despite his six turnovers and his semi-par shooting night. Yeah, I was at that one, and then we were all bitching up there uh, in the three oh seven. We were not happy. Well, no, and that's that's the worst thing is when you're bitching after a a win, you know there's a problem. Right? Like, we won that game against Detroit. We shouldn't have. We should not have won that game. We got away with one. And tonight was supposed to be a game that you would take easily. You're facing a wounded opponent backed in the same corner that you are off to a rough start. And granted, you're on the road, but you're literally less than 100 miles out of your hometown. And you put up that kind of embarrassment in... To me, it has it comes down to the coach because these players don't come with that mentality. They're being set up to fail, and they're looking in the face of it, and they're just giving up. I I don't understand the game plan. I don't I don't know where to go from here because the talent is on this team. How it's being utilized is a damn shame. I agree. I agree, man. Well, let's talk about this Lakers game a little bit. What you want to see them do? And uh, we'll go. Uh, in, we'll go. I want to see AD sit out with his shoulder injury and hope that LeBron shows up and uh, loses his headband to his hairline and loses his focus because otherwise we're just gonna get trounced again. 
Yeah, that's a, I was about to say the same thing about AD sitting out and LeBron just hopefully having an off night where he can't do it by himself. Um, but Danny Green has been a player in Los Angeles that's not being talked about a lot right now that's really helping the Lakers win ball games. That dude's shooting at a high clip from three, and him and LeBron just seem to have a great chemistry together when they're out on the court. So you mean Archie Diacono shouldn't be his primary defender? No, I no, I don't think he should, man. I don't think he should be. I really don't. Um, as far as swish to click, I know we didn't do one like the last two episodes because I think we were just so pissed off we forgot to. But swish to click for Tuesday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, which starts at 7 o'clock. That is at the United Center. Want to let everybody right, know right now, I do not know if we're going to be able to get a Bulls on tap up that night because I will be in attendance. Um, but, uh, switch to click. I, Zach always shows up for the big games. It feels like, and he does well in them. So I'm going to have to go Zach on Tuesday. Well, I'm going to double down on that because given the last two performances, Zach is not an eight for 20 performer. We got away with the win in his first performance with that stat line, but I don't think that'll be the case here. And I think Zach will come out hungry in the first quarter. Probably trying to drop 20 and at least get the Bulls in the game to start out right. Yeah, I sure the hell hope so, man. I sure the hell hope so. It's uh, it's It's been a rough couple games to start the season. We are now seven games through, and the Chicago Bulls sit at two and five. That's all I have for this episode of Bulls on Tap. I am your dude, Buzz, and again, I was joined by my guy, Goose Bulls Scripted. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports Literature and podcasting needs following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at On Tap Sportsnet, following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, and following me at Buzz on Tap. We'll be back hopefully Tuesday. I'll take a, I'll do a bump of some uh, Smarties or something like that to get myself rolling, you know, my candy and beer to keep me awake. And we'll probably be back Tuesday night. It'll be late, but we'll be back. Everybody have a great night. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.